Hey, welcome to an episode of Cosmere Considered. My name's Bryant, and today we're going to be talking about Moash. Get ready for some deeper meanings, messages, and my guesses as to what's coming next in the Cosmere. So get ready. All right, we want to talk about Moash. Moash, Moash, Moash. Everybody hates him. Nobody in this group, nobody in this fandom thinks, God, I love Moash so much. He's so great. Like, nah, nobody likes him. You know, he's even less likable than Jasty's Lee Callen. We saw how his redemption arc went. So let's talk about why Moash will indeed get a redemption arc by the end of this book series, if not the end of the next book. It's a real big, important piece, and you need to listen. It's going to happen because, well, let me explain it to you. Let me break it down. Brandon Sanderson is a Mormon uh, that is part of the Western Christianity side of belief. Uh, it's, it's outside of normal Christianity bounds, if you can figure out what normal means there, uh, because they say someone uh, came back and rewrote the Bible and kind of fixed things that uh, the church had gotten wrong in the past 2,000 years. Um, that I'm not going to get into that now, but what I'm going to say is Brandon is, is deeply, uh, deeply spiritual, and he believes in this story 2,000 years old, and he talks in his books, there's a lot of overlap, a lot of allegory where we see, uh, you know, in the Bible, spoilers for spoilers for Stormlight and spoilers for the Bible, we see Joseph, who's sold into slavery, raises through the ranks, hard work, dedication, becomes second in command of Egypt. Only one with more power than him is Pharaoh. And then what happens? He saves his family from a, from a famine. And now what do we see Kaladin doing? We see Kaladin sold into slavery, works hard, doesn't give up, continues in believing that good is good and doing good. So somebody has to start. So he works hard and he keeps at it. And you know what? He becomes High Marshal, commander of the Windrunners, basically second in command of Dalinar's army. It's incredible. It's definitely an allegory. And now there's more in there. I'm not going to get too much into it, but let's talk about Moash here. Moash in Rhythm of War spoilers right now, everybody. Rhythm of War spoilers. I'm going to say it one more time. Spoilers, Rhythm of War. Here we go. Moash in Rhythm of War is in the tower. He's about to kill Navani. His body is thrumming with the energy of stormlight and the energy and the, the, uh, muted feelings, the complete lack, the wretch taking over his body, uh, as Kaladin would describe it, no emotion, and he is cold, calculated, and killing, and he is prepared to do the deed to kill Queen Navani. She bonds the sibling. The rhythm of war, the rhythm of cultivation, what have you, blasts from her through the tower, and it disrupts him, and it hits him hard. Oleum cannot contact him to mute things out, so Oleum cannot keep his promise. He becomes, Moash becomes so overwhelmed, he freaks out. He flies out of the building, accidentally killing people with his blade as he's doing it. And then, boom, slams into a mountain covered in snow. Some of the heavenly ones, the Shanae'in, they come, they rescue him. They fill him with void light, and nothing will heal his eyes. And here's where we get to my theory. Okay, if you look at the New Testament of the Bible, most of the New Testament of the Bible is written by a man who we know as Paul. Before he was Paul, he was Saul. Okay, Saul 
was a Jew. He murdered Christians. That was his thing. He was hunting down Christians and taking them out because he thought they were working against the truth that was Judaism. Okay, He was violent and angry. That was his thing. He was there at the stoning of Stephen. Other people handed them handed him their coats so they could pick up rocks and beat this man to death. Okay? He was watching. All right? He was he was culpable. Okay? And now we look at where we are. Okay? Saul is moving through his life. He's headed on the road to Damascus from Jerusalem to Damascus. Why? Presumably killing more Christians. And what happens? Boom! Jesus comes out of the sky like blinding light takes away Saul, Paul's vision. Saul Saul cannot see. For three days, he makes it to Damascus. Uh, someone puts some gunk on his eyes or something. These scales, something fall off his face and he can see again. And God says, I rename you Paul, my servant, who I intend to use for good. Okay, that is incredible. This man, murderer amongst murderers, evil, wicked, is now redeemed in the eyes of God and is there to cause good things to happen. And he ends up writing most of the New Testament. The next 2,000 years, people don't talk a ton about how bad he was, but he was bad. But we know he did way more good than bad. He was redeemed in the eyes of God. That is what's going to happen to Moash. Moash is going to get redeemed in the eyes of Dalinar because Dalinar is the new honor. We can get into semantics about that later, but let's quick talk about how Moash has lost his vision. That's how the book ends, okay? That's how Moash's arc in book four ends. He has lost his sight. And so we know that sight is going to come back. And when it comes back, we will be in the start of or the middle of his redemption arc where it is Moash who will need to beg for forgiveness from other characters in the story. And when he receives it, he will grow and he will become the man we never wanted him to be. He will become one of the main protagonists against the big bad evil Tholium. Okay, that is what we're talking about coming up. Book five. Here we go. Everyone get ready. Moash is king. Boom. We'll catch you next time.